No-till and cover crop systems can create a high-residue environment. This may cause you to have to make some tweaks to your planting equipment, seed selection, and more. But where do you even start? I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Derek Ducat, owner of Deer Run Dairy in Kiwani, has the tips and tricks of what's helped him be successful planting into these high-residue environments. A high-residue system would be... Um Anywhere where you're planting a new, a lot of uh, old crop residue, or um, in our case, it's a lot more of the covers. You know, we're we're planting green um, into a lot of covers that that can. Um, Cause you some, you know, you get to make some changes to uh, your planter um, or, you know, the timing of, of when you're going to plant. So where are these systems usually that you're seeing, whether that's region-wise, certain commodities, things like that? You know, in the dairy industry, um, a lot of it, you know, after corn silage, um, a lot of farms are using rye um, for cover, which is good. So um, coming in the spring, rather than tillage or um you know, or incorporating manure, we're, we're top applying all our manure to m- maintain all of our cover crops. So that leads to having more residue in the fields, you know, at planting time. So um, I don't know that it's specific to like a region in our area. Uh, it's more specific to the farmers that are adopting these new cover crop strategies and then how we're handling it. So speaking of that, what successes or challenges have you had with planting into these high residue environments? Surprisingly, it's less than uh, than I would have thought before we got started. Um, you know, we were a little resilient to just jump in, but I'm really glad we did. I think our biggest challenge was trying to figure out when to terminate. Um, when we first started, you know, we were nervous. We wanted to terminate early. We didn't want too much residue out there. Then as a few years went, we, we kept pushing pushing the envelope and letting the rye go longer, get taller, trying different, um, you know, termination strategies and rolling. So as all that came, I do believe we have more residue is what we're looking for. More soil armor is what they would say. So I guess really the challenge hasn't been as much as we thought. What role does the certain type of equipment that you're using play into this or even the seed type, herbicides, treatment, things like that? Take me through some of those learning factors that you've went through and what is working and maybe not working. Other than like the cover crops and the blends that we want to use, our corn crop or, or alfalfa or whatever we're planting into that hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, we've planted strictly silage corn. Um, we've had dual purpose, you know, varieties. Um, we've had, you know, stack traits and just dual purpose. Um, they all seem to handle the cover crop residue um, issue good. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is like what blends and, and how we're mixing the cover crops and how we're utilizing them is probably more important. How do you determine the right timing for planting in those systems with that high residue to really make sure you can have early growth and optimize your seed? We've been trying to get more cover out there. So we've been planting later. Um, I guess we, we've shortened our maturities a little bit, not extreme. And then we just kind of watch the soil moisture. Um, you know, actually the ground is a little more forgiving, even if it's wet in some of these conditions than what we've seen in our conventional tillage that we used to do that we can be out there maybe in some little adverse conditions but it'll handle it with the residue there so speaking of cover crops we've talked about that take me through your role of using cover crops how that's helping you prepare your fields to be able to have that seed establishment for those high residue areas what cover crop combinations have maybe 
yielded positive results on your farm compared to others that you maybe you're seeing other farmers use? So we do a lot of rye after our, our silage harvest. Um, that's worked really good for us. Um, we've changed the the amount of seed that we've put down. We've we've tweaked that um, back and forth. We kind of are pretty good with about 50 pounds at this point. You know, 40 to 50. Some of the other crops when we terminate, like our our alfalfa, will terminate after like fourth cut or depending on the season we want to get enough growth and then we'll do a multi-species blend which has changed year to year um, but we'd like to get at least five different species in there if we can get more great you know it just depends on the timing how much time it's going to have to grow and then also with our wheat we use that same strategy with the multi-species which really sets up the next year for um you know, really good opportunity to plant into that green. You know, usually our multi-species blend only have one one variety that's going to overwinter, and it's usually rye. But it'll have a little bit longer to grow, so we use a little less population on the rye in that blend than we do when it's just straight rye. And then, then we plant in the next year, um, you know, planting green. What advice would you give other farmers who are looking to kind of optimize their seed in those high residue systems based on experiences that you've had? Um, I guess one thing I'd recommend is, um, you know, if anybody's doing this type of stuff in your area, really, you know, reach out and talk to, you know, your neighbors or, you know, local guys and, you know, that agronomists or, or whoever's involved because, one size don't fit all i'm you know where, where we farm may not work you know 40 miles down the road as good as you know on our soil type so it's um i think one thing that we've learned in the last seven years is it's it's kind of site specific um an area you know um but there's a lot of different things that that'll accomplish the same thing and that work but you probably have to pick a few and try them on your land or see what your neighbors have done and see what successes they've had you know what failures so that you can uh kind of pick through the weeds a little faster than, uh, you know, just, just going into it blind. One tip I have is um, termination is, is very seasonal. Um, we've, we've terminated our rye, you know, before planting way too early. Um, and we found out that wasn't the best. Um, so then we pushed everything to being, you know, a couple days after planting within a week we always wanted it terminated um and then that was what we were going to stick with and then we had last year and it was extremely dry and we did we were afraid to terminate anything before planting um but i believe we should have been more flexible and we should have probably terminated some more you know earlier we could have did it a couple days before planting um and we had to get you know we got to get not so stuck on that mindset that this works, you know, and this is what we're going to do. You got to be flexible with the season and really watch how the season's playing out. Take me through a little bit more about your farm specifically, telling you about your operation and how this has really helped your bottom line and helped you improve over those years. We milk uh, 1,800 cows. Um, we run about 2,500 acres, and then we also do custom work for other farms in the area. Um, and then also harvesting. So, you know, the the biggest challenge was trying to fit in our manure. So we used to do no-till when we were a smaller farm and we had more cash crops and, and then we were no-tilling. And when we, we had more manure that we had to, to handle, you know, incorporation was, was pretty much the way everything was handled. It all had to be incorporated. So trying to take some of these cover crop strategies and the no-till back in, um, you know, how are we going to do this with all this dairy manure? 
So, you know, we experimented with low disturbance, um, and we were top applying manure on our hay fields a little bit before this, but we just moved that right into the covers. Um, I guess we've switched around the timing of manure applications to the covers, you know, split, split applications is pretty much, you know, a standard, you know, two at a minimum, probably three is more like how, how we get our manure out. Um, but I'm glad to say we've come all the way around to 100% the last two years. All of our manure is top applied um, and is working for us. That was Derek Duquette, owner of Deer Run Dairy. And as he said, one size does not fit all. But with soil health management systems and maybe some of those tips and tricks that he provided, planting into high residue environments can work in Wisconsin's diverse soils and climate. From the Midwest Farm Report and Charity Seebecker.